Thank you for checking out the Real Life Columbus podcast. Real Life Columbus is a student ministry of North Highland Church in Columbus, Georgia. We exist to help students know that Christ has reached down to us with love, provide a place students can be engaged in community, and help them advance in their faith so they can lead others to Christ. For more information or to connect with us, please visit our website, www.realifecolumbus.com, or check us out on social media at Real Life Columbus. Than anything I faced, and I want to know your heart. Sing that one more time. I want to know your heart. So pull me a little closer, take me a little deeper. I want to know your heart. I want to know your heart. Cause your love is so much sweeter. Anything I've tasted, I want to know your heart. I want to know your heart. God, tonight we push everything to the side. We put all of our everything that happened before we walked into this place, we put it off to the side and we make room for you tonight, God. Lord, we draw into you right now and ask God that in this moment right here as we dedicate the next few moments to you, would you pull us closer? Would you take us deeper into your love, God? Lord, we hand this this service over to you to do with it what you will. God, we thank you that you are a God who wants to know who we are. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, amen, amen. I'm super excited to be here with you guys tonight uh, and to be speaking tonight. We are in a sermon series that we started last week called Madness, about living life for Christ with no shame. And so tonight, I get to bring you part two of this word. Last week, if you were not here, you missed out. And Pastor Jonathan spoke about the madness of compassion. And he spoke from the Good Samaritan um, in the Bible. And he talked about why we should open our eyes to the world around us, which is definitely something that we all need to hear continuously. Uh, And then... Tonight, no, and then we also, we launched uh, a brand new Speed Light Challenge that we talked about earlier tonight called March Madness, uh, where we're challenging students to give uh, $100 to Speed the Light in the month of March. Uh, And this money is going to buy Kindles for refugees, uh, for pastors, so that they are able to reach refugees over in Eastern Europe with the love of Christ. Um, Tara, please stop texting me while I'm up here. Thank you. Uh, I love you, wherever you are. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Uh, And then tonight at the end of service, I'm going to talk to you about another opportunity that we have coming up. Uh, And something that is just going to be madness that we're excited about. And so tonight, 
Last week we talked about the madness of compassion. Tonight, week two, we are talking about the madness of appearance. And so that is, uh, a lot of people ask, why are you all dressed up tonight? It wasn't really for this. I was dressed up because I had presentations all day. And in school, I had presented, and I got an 85 on one of my midterms. So what's up? Uh, I hope y'all are doing good, too, in your schoolwork. Anybody doing good in school? Yes? Shout out to everyone who's not taken any L's in 2016. We love you. Uh, but tonight, we're talking about the madness of appearances. Whoa, girl, that was the Holy Spirit. Uh, if you've got your Bible, turn to Acts 16. We're going to be reading from Acts 16, verse 16 through 34. And if you do not have your Bible, we've got it on the screen for you to read along with me. The madness of appearance. Y'all ready? Are you ready? I'm super excited. Let's do this. Let's go. Acts chapter 16, verse 16 through 34 Paul and Silas are in prison. There are these two guys in the Bible, Paul and Silas. They're in prison. Here we go. But this is kind of how they got to prison. Verse 16 is where we're starting. Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a female slave who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. She followed Paul and the rest of us. Shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. Verse 18, she kept this up for many days. And finally, Paul became so annoyed that he turned around and said to the spirit, this demon spirit, in the name of Jesus, I command you to come out of her. And at that very moment, the spirit left her. How many of you got some, some female friends in your life that you need to tell in the name of Jesus, I command you to come out of her. Amen. Amen. No, I'm just playing. Verse 19, when her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone. I'll wait for you. When her owners realized that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, these men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs and unlawful things for us Romans to accept or practice. And then the crowd joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten with rods. After Paul and Silas had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. When he received these orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. Tonight, we're talking about the madness of appearance. And I, when we first started talking about the sermon series and we started talking about madness as the title, uh, I knew that madness could be confused for a few different types of madness. It could be confused as madness like anger. Uh, and then it could be confused as madness like the, uh, the madness that's going on around us. But then we decided that we want to twist it and talk about the madness of living our lives for Christ. How crazy it is that we can choose to live a life for Christ. How crazy people in the Bible were for living a life for, a life for Christ with no shame. 
And so Paul and Silas, they were locked up, and things didn't look good for them at the time. Uh, they were imprisoned because they helped someone. See, this woman, she was held bondage by demon spirits, and while demon spirits were making these people money, these demon spirits were also holding her captive. And so the appearance of it to the people who are holding her captive is that this woman is making us money. But the appearance to Paul and Silas is that this woman needs to be set free. And so Paul and Silas help this woman, and they are imprisoned for helping someone because free was not the appearance that the crowd wanted for the woman. Can I tell you tonight that the world's outlook on you as a Christian is that they don't want you to be free. The world's outlook, Satan's outlook on life for you as a Christian is that he wants you to continually be bound by an appearance. He wants you to be bound by continual sins, but let your outward appearance show as if everything is okay. God told me tonight to let you know that Christians, us as Christ followers, don't fit the status quo. We upset the status quo. We as Christians should not be living up to the expectations that others have for us in the sense of our lifestyle, not in the sense of making good grades or, you know, things that you should be doing that we encourage you to continue doing. Make a life for yourself, please. Um, please. Yes, please. Uh, but we as Christians should not be living up to the expectations that the world has on us. Last night, uh, my little sister, Deborah, was watching High School Musical on Netflix. Do I have any High School Musical fans? Yes, yes, High School Musical. Uh, and one of the best songs in this movie came on, and it, um, does anybody know, stick to the status quo? No, no, no. Yeah. Stick to the stuff you know. I don't want to sing, but is that an alarm? What's happening? It's an amber alert. Oh, wow. <laughs> everybody, everybody got the amber alert? We good? Okay. Okay. Whew. All right, bring it back in. So, me and Deborah are watching this movie on Netflix, and it gets to the song, Stick to the Status Quo. And my favorite, I don't know what your favorite is, but my favorite is the girl who's in the middle, and she's like, I like to pop and lock and jam and break. And they're like, is that even legal? Not another peep. That is like the best. That girl is awesome. And then by the end of the song, she's like dancing on the table, and she's like, it's like, it's incredible. I love that. It's awesome. And so... Tonight, I thought about that, and I thought about the status quo that we're talking about, this appearance in this movie, and something as simple as High School Musical, something that we were watching. I remember it came out when I was, like, in sixth grade, fifth grade, something like that, like, in that area. I was in middle school, sixth, seventh, something like that. Uh, and something, even when we're as young as that age, we are being taught about the upkeep of an appearance, the upkeep of the status quo of what we are supposed to do, what culture defines for us. And tonight, 
I believe that God wants us as the church to know that we should not be conforming to culture, but we should be cultivating the culture. We should be creating the culture. We as Christians should be the ones who are making the culture, making the status quo. We are setting the bar. What would happen if 300 students in this room would stop caring about the appearance of their situation, but instead started confessing that Jesus is their Savior? And I'm not condemning you. I'm not saying that some of you don't do that because I believe that we have lots of people in this room who do witness to their friends. We have lots of people who don't have an appearance other than uh, what they always show. But tonight, I want to speak to those of us who have gotten appearance up that is not our true self. And, you know, these men, Paul and Silas, they're thrown into jail for helping this woman, for not conforming. And I don't think that we as Christians today, we don't get thrown into jail, you know, for our beliefs. We don't get thrown into jail. We're not imprisoned. They don't put you in ISS because you believe in Jesus. But I do believe that modern-day persecution does happen here in Columbus. I believe that modern-day persecution happens to you guys in this room. And I know because I hear the stories that some of you tell me where you talk to someone about real life or you talk to someone about God or a conversation comes up and you hear it, you eavesdrop and you you hear something. Modern-day persecution doesn't have to look like you going to jail or being beaten But modern-day persecution can look like someone saying that your church is fake. Modern-day persecution can look like someone saying that your church is a cult. How many of you guys have heard that before from a friend, real life is a cult? I've heard that many a time. It's okay. No biggie. We do what we do. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, You do what you want when you pop in. I hear you, Sydney. Uh, But... My main concern when people bring me these questions and they say, you know, someone has been asking me stuff about real life. Someone has been saying something about my faith. Someone has been persecuting me, but I don't know how to respond. And so tonight, well, first, I'd like to tell you how to respond. Uh, Anytime I get a question or someone asks me or says something about how someone says that real life is crazy and blah, 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 blah. A great question for you to ask that person is, well, have you been? Uh, And then a a great follow-up question to that is, well, when was the last time you've been? Because a lot of times we get people who come through once and then, like, we don't see them for, like, a year. And then we see them again. But, you know, whatever. No biggie. (laughs) Um, But we as Christians have to know how to respond you as a member of this family need to know how to respond. What do you do in times when your church, your faith is put into question? What does your relationship with Christ look like when it's put under pressure? Do you live for Christ with no shame and say, you know, I, that may be what you think, but here's what I've experienced, or do you lock up, and do you put up the appearance of, well, you know, and you just push it to the side? What is it that you put up? What is it that you show? 
In verse 25, it says, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. These men are in prison. Remember that. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open, and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up, and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we are all here. Can I tell you tonight that some of you are in the prison of words with someone else. Some of you have been locked into that appearance. Some of you have been bound into that prison of not knowing how to display your true affections for God, not showing your true beliefs, not sharing your faith with someone else. Some of you have been in that prison for so long that you don't know how to worship like Paul and Silas did. The Bible says that despite the fact that they were in prison, despite the fact that they were locked up, they were praying and singing and worshiping God. And then this is the coolest part to me. It says, and the other prisoners listened to them. The other prisoners were listening to them. Can I tell you tonight that the world is looking to you, to us, to our reaction as an example of how to deal with their own struggles. The world is looking to us to see how we will react. Will your appearance crack under pressure? Or will you be able to stand up and live for God with no shame? In verse 29, the jailer called for lights. He rushed in and fell, trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. And at that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his household were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole household. You see, when you replace your appearance with the way that God views you, lives are changed. When you replace your own appearance, when you replace the fact that you're having a bad day, that someone is getting on your nerves, that things aren't going right at home, when you replace those facts with the appearance of God, and you allow God to make up that extra that you lack, lives begin to be changed. You see, tonight before service, um, I pulled our team together and I said, hey, uh, I'm having a rough day. And to some of you guys, my appearance might not have been in question. I might have looked fine, but I, I mean, I'll admit it, I'm tired, you know? And I, today I had presentations, this past Monday I was sick. And so before service today, I said, hey, I need you guys to pray for me, pray for this service so that we can get things, we can get in line with Christ, we can get in line as a body. And Desiree began, she, she was praying, and she spoke to me afterwards, and she said, when we realize that it's not us 
and this is what I, I need you to catch this. When we realize that it's not us, that we can't do anything, but it's Christ through us, that is when lives begin to be changed. That is when we make a difference. When we realize that the appearance, our outward appearance doesn't matter, the appearance of having 300 bodies in the room doesn't matter if these 300 bodies aren't living for Christ. What would happen if we as a student ministry decided to stop putting up an appearance, but instead we decided to start living for Christ with no shame? Uh, Mike, if I can have you come up. Uh, and Desiree, you as well. Um, I, I was thinking about the, uh, when I was, I was studying for my sermon earlier, I started thinking about what happens for us, the appearance of things. Um, and there's, there's a couple different things. Chanel, could you come here and help Mike? Mike's going to do that thing that we talked about. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, just play. Yeah, thank you, Des. Shout out to Des. Um, when we, as Christians, begin to realize that our appearance to the world doesn't matter, our appearance to the people in this room doesn't matter, we don't have real life every week so that people can come dressed up like this and come in their coolest clothes to take some pictures. We don't do it for that purpose. The reason that we have real life, the reason that we trust in God, we believe in God. Our purpose is so that other lives can be changed. How crazy, what madness would it be if we decided to stop putting up false appearances and we started projecting the love of Christ? Y'all can stand right in front of me real quick. And so, you know, what's crazy though is that in order to I, I gotta, I gotta like put this on mic stand. Just stand right here in front of me, right there, right there, right across the road. We're good, we're good. Thank you. This is awesome. Here, I want them to see my head. So, I'm dressed very nice tonight. I had lots of presentations and stuff. But you see, what's gotta happen is we've gotta begin to allow God. Is, is this awkward? So awkward. What do y'all think I'm doing? I'm dressing, you know, no biggie. Well, calm down. Woo. Thank you, Devasha. Thank you, girl. You see, sometimes we've got on so many layers that you can't even see what's truly underneath. You can't even see your true self because of the layers that you've had on for so long. Your appearance looks like it's awesome. You look professional. You look like you got the church game going on. <laughs> this is such a struggle. I don't know why I thought to do this. <laughs> Mom, if you're out there, I love you. Don't yell at me when we go home. Y'all see my mama? Y'all give it up for Mama Mia. I love you, mama. Am I good? Is this okay? We good? Okay, I love you. Okay. So what happens is sometimes 
I don't know about you guys. I don't know what you like to go out in. But for me, if you know me, I don't typically go out wearing clothes that I would wear at home. If you've seen me at home and you've seen me, like, laying in my bed and stuff, you've seen me lounging, then you know I, like, down-dress, like, a lot. Sometimes we put up so many layers to look good that you can't really see what's underneath. You can't really see what's going on underneath. Sometimes we put up so many layers and we hide things that no one can see who we truly are except for us when we're alone in our private time. This is not something I would ever wear to church or out or anywhere. If you see me in this, then I need you to like hit me and tell me to go home and change. Thank you. But what we have to do, we have to realize the point I want you to get out of this is that who we are when we're in private, who we are when we're by ourselves, who we are when we're at home, who we are when we're alone with our boyfriend or girlfriend or our friends in general, who we are when we walk out of this room, our appearance needs to match that of Christ. It shouldn't be something different that you put on for church and that you put on for school, but your appearance should be that of Christ. And so tonight, we want to pray for you, and I want to give you the opportunity to say, it's time to change my appearance. It's time for my appearance to match up with that of Christ. You know, we've got coming up in the next couple of weeks is Easter. And Easter is without a doubt my favorite holiday because it's like the Super Bowl for church. It's like, I mean, we do Easter pretty big here. And so over the, for the first time ever, we decided that we, real life, wanted to have an Easter service. And what we wanted to do for this Easter service is we wanted to, in, in correlation with the madness, we thought, how crazy would it be if we could get a bunch of students together on Easter Sunday and have an invite night on a Sunday morning. Have a time where you're able to invite a friend to come and experience the love of Christ on the day that we celebrate God's love shown to you. And so tonight, I want to challenge you. Last week, we challenged you with March Madness. This is a number, another part of this March Madness. We want to challenge you to invite a friend on Easter Sunday. But first... You've got to work on your own appearance. Before you can do any inviting, before you can do any witnessing, before you can try to help someone else out with their own issues, let's take a second to work on us. If I could have everybody in the room stand up for me. Leaders, if I could have you go ahead and come up front, all my adult leaders. Now I feel like I'm, like, naked or something. This is weird. Combat jacket. I'm just kidding. Uh, <coughs> tonight, if you've been listening and you hear, you understand, you, you feel 
something pressing on your heart, saying that you want to stop with the false appearances. We want to give you the opportunity, one, to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, and two, we want to give you the opportunity to receive prayer. And so with every eye closed and every head bowed, if you want to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you say, God, I need you to help me stop putting up a false appearance and help me replace my appearance with your appearance. If that's you, then let me just see your hand real quick. You can just put it up and then put it back down. Hands up everywhere. So, repeat after me, everybody in the room. Father God, thank you for sending your son to die for me. I understand that I'm a sinner, but through Christ, I am saved. Thank you. And if you just said that prayer for the first time in your life, you've just accepted Christ into your life for the first time. And that is the best decision you can ever make. Now, if you're in here tonight and you say, I've accepted Christ before, but now I need some prayer for my appearance. I need some prayer to get through these things because I'm tired of putting up a false appearance. If that's you, Des is going to go into some worship. She's going to start singing. And we want to invite you just to come forward and receive prayer from one of our leaders, whoever you feel comfortable with. And so I'm going to start praying. And while I pray, you can just go ahead and come. All right? Father God, we thank you, Lord, that tonight we put aside, put aside the false appearances. God, tonight we put them aside. We say no longer will we project something that we are not. But, Lord, we conform our appearance to yours. We want to be more like you. Father God, tonight we make the decision that even in times when they seem tough, even when our relationship with you is put under pressure, we will choose to shine your light and to live for you with no shame.
you're still in the altar, if you still need prayer, we just want to let you know that you've got the opportunity to come and receive prayer still. Um, but if, you, if you've if you got to go, then we ask that you just leave respectfully and quietly as God is still moving up here. Uh, and so I'm just going to say a prayer to bless you guys before you go. Father God, we just ask that as people leave from this place, Lord, that they would go changed by your love. Father God, we ask that as students leave from this place, Lord, that you would begin, even as we walk out, to continue to take off the layers that we've got up, the layers of false appearance that we have up, begin to remove them until our appearance looks like you. Father God, I ask that you take us, and Lord, that as we go, you keep us safe, keep us blessed, and Lord, bring us back here safely. In your name I pray, amen. We love you guys. If you're still on the altar, there's no rush. Keep going.
Sweet. 